0: so i want to do a video regarding being debanked and support everybody with i guess my experience and my knowledge this is kind of part two of this uh i guess mini series that is becoming um, and i will be following up with you know some calls and uh obviously i'm going to remove all my personal information but you know cool so you can kind of understand what I've been asked and so on. So um yeah, look, this is going to be a little bit of me rambling on and happy Christmas to everybody. This is pre recorded, of course, I'm going to be uh spending time with my family for Christmas. Uh a debanked Christmas nonetheless. Um, but look, um what I do want to say is this could happen to anybody investing in cryptocurrency. And that is why it's really important that globally uh, people know, uh, I guess, some crypto friendly banks. So whether you're in the US or whether you're in the UK, I've got an entire list of banks that I'm going to cover off with you. And I'm going to walk you through my thoughts and opinions on how you can potentially safeguard yourself from finding yourself in the position that I found myself in. I want to be really clear. I've broken no laws as far as I'm concerned. Uh, crypto is an unregulated um you know uh, sector within the uk Uh, they are regulating stable coins and they've just done some stuff around crypto marketing here in uh, the uk through the fca Um, but actually at large um, the fca seems quite uh, pro crypto blockchain and the government are saying that they're going to be a crypto hub so there seems to be a I guess a gap between the banking system here in the UK and what the government and regulators are looking for and if I'm really honest I believe that the banks are overstepping their um, boundaries now I have spoke with some legal people and I'll come on to that in a moment um, but what I am saying is they're utilizing KYC and AML as the rationale as to why they're able to ask these questions and request this information but actually uh, KYC and AML um, you know does go much further than just cryptocurrency so there are some gaps in my knowledge uh, in regards to my own case with the bank and uh, once my subject access request has been fulfilled by Santander I will have those answers and I will share them with you they haven't asked me for transactions from you know bank A to Santander bank uh, which is bank B Um, they haven't asked for all the transactional history of my other bank Uh, there has actually been more money come through my other bank into santander than transaction history from uh, say coinbase which is one of the uh, third parties um, that they want information from they want the full uh, transactional history with coinbase Um, now I want to talk through the rationale as to why I'm refusing to give Santander the information they're requiring. Um it's not because um I've got anything to hide, I want to be really clear on that. Um the HMRC have got all of the information um and and that's the tax office here in the UK. All the information that Santander are requesting, right? So there's nothing to hide here. Um but there's a moral part to this. Um the thing that really um, crosses the line for me is they want to know where my crypto portfolio is currently held and um, proof that it's held there. So hypothetically speaking, let's say I keep my crypto on Coinbase wallet. Well, I need to send them proof that my entire crypto portfolio is on Coinbase wallet. So I would need to present that to my bank. Now, the concern that i have uh more so with this than the transactional history from coinbase because hmrc have already got that uh the question i've got is what rationale does santander have for being able to to ask for that information it's really none of their business uh all tax has been paid um and you know kyc and aml I've answered all the questions that have been posed to me so from my perspective Santander have fulfilled um the aspect of requirements from uh the FCA in those regards now what I would say is um the concern that I've got is around my family's safety and my safety and um people might be like what do you mean um but just because somebody of um authority asks for something doesn't necessarily mean that they've got the right to ask for it and we see this with the police in uh, various parts of the world uk us and and so on right you see those videos online where police officers are going too far uh asking for too much information um now you know if you don't know your legal rights and you don't understand why you're being asked these questions i think that there's um you know that there's an argument to be had that you should know why why this information is being asked. It should be detailed why why it's been flagged and, and so on. And it should be uh, a decision that you make. But I'm being made to make this decision under duress, right? If I don't do it, they're going to debank me. Um, so in essence, it's a safety concern. We've seen, um, you know, people working in the bank sector, um, you know, commit crimes Um, we've seen this Uh, there is an example if you go uh, research it on the internet a uh, bank clerk from uh, nationwide was convicted there's several uh, different cases in in the u.s so you know i don't know the individual that i'm giving this information to i don't particularly want my door kicked in um, you know to be kidnapped or something terrible to happen and you know, they could come to my house and know exactly where my crypto is, uh, and and come after it. And that for me is just a risk that I'm not willing to take. People have um, been killed for far less money than you know what we're talking about. And uh, I really want to support people, for, you know, not be in the position that I'm in. Um, you know, debanked. I'm fortunate that I can walk into the bank. I can pay off my mortgage in full. Uh, I have no other debts, and and so on. But, you know, if you're not in that position and you go through this, you know, when they freeze your bank account, that means you have no access to the funds that are in there. It means that people could still send money to that account, although it's frozen, it doesn't bounce back. It goes in the account and you can't get it. You can't touch it. The bank keeps it. Um, None of your direct debits will uh, go through. They will bounce uh, the, the account is frozen no money is leaving that account basically so you know if you're able to to be in that position uh like myself and you know i would say i'm financially free to a point um many people aren't and and that is why i think it's really important that i make this video so um what i'm going to do is i'm going to walk through uh, my thoughts and opinions in this video about um some global banks that you know are crypto friendly So if we get this up on the screen, uh, this will be on the website for members. Um, I will probably put it out later today. Um, But here's 10 best crypto friendly banks in 2024. So I want to start here. Um, We've got Revolut. uh, That is a global bank. So most people will be able to access this one. Now, you could just bank with uh, Revolut and do all your crypto stuff on the Revolut app or you can just use it as an onboarding, offboarding ramp for your fear to crypto and vice versa. Now, what I would say is, uh, Revolut have just put out an email uh, to their customers, and what they they're basically doing is they're saying that um, you know, you have to fill in this quiz. If you earn uh, over a hundred thousand, or you have a hundred thousand dollars worth of Um, assets then you'll be okay to continue using their crypto services on their app if you don't meet those criteria but answer the quiz you can have 10 percent of your portfolio or the money that you've got on on the account and use that uh, for the crypto in-app details Uh, if you don't answer the uh, questionnaire then you won't be able to have any access to their app crypto related stuff but that doesn't mean that you can't use it as an onboarding for um you know your crypto um you know exchange for example on and off ramp so that's that's cool i still think it's a a good one to to go with um and you know you kind of use it as that middle person so your non-crypto friendly bank to the Revolut, to the exchange for example and the other way around um, we've got wirex again global juno global uk's monzo uh, alibank is us you've got bank is us cash app is us and uk uh, and a few others on here as well so these are um, some great crypto friendly banks um, what i have said to others is that you know you might want to use this with another non-crypto friendly bank that you've got so for example let's say you're with a non-friendly bank in the UK I would probably set up a separate bank for all of your like mortgage loans and all that aspect of things and have that go nowhere near the other uh, crypto friendly bank or exchanges uh, and just you know do it that way like for me it's about being as far away from crypto as possible particularly here in the UK but still being able to access it in other ways without putting yourself at unnecessary risk I hope this video was useful informative uh, and uh, don't you know if you've got any questions join us in the discord which is free to join link is in the description I will have this as a members article Uh, do check out the uh, membership Uh, website on cheekycrypto.io Um, great resources there, great community, and it's definitely worth checking it out. I hope you enjoyed today's video. If you did, mash up that like button, subscribe if you haven't subscribed already, tapping that bell, selecting all the notifications so you never miss a video. And I hope this is a wonderful Christmas present for all you crypto enthusiasts that are looking to stay safe in the space. Thanks for watching, take care, and I'll catch you in the next one. Have a wonderful Christmas.